God's truth will not be changed for you or for me or for our loved ones. Jesus said in Matthew 10, 38, He who does not take up his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. There are some who gladly accept the word of God. It's awesome to see the light turn on in their eyes. To see the darkness dispelled from their mind. Those who gladly receive the gospel are just like these these first Christians in Acts chapter 2 verse 41. They gladly receive the truth and were baptized. God's truth is the same then as it is today. God's truth will not be changed for you or for me or for our loved ones. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. Jesus said, Matthew 24, verse 35, There are some who have the attitude of wait and see. They delay. When told the truth about Jesus, when, when called by the gospel, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 14, God's power to save, Romans chapter 1, verse 16. When called by the gospel, they act with delay. They act with stalling. Like, like Felix, the governor, who in Matthew 24, verse 24, heard, Acts 24, verse 24, heard Paul concerning the faith in Christ. Here in Acts, Felix procrastinates. He delays. It says in verse 25, and this will be our outline for tonight, that Paul reasoned with Felix about righteousness, self-control, and the judgment to come. And Felix not only delays obedience, he exhibits another attitude toward truth that's very prevalent even today. Fear. The Bible says in Acts 24 verse 25 that Felix was afraid and answered, Go away for now when I have a convenient time I will call for you. God's truth will not be changed for you or for me or for our loved ones. We must seek the kingdom of God first, Matthew 6.33. This attitude toward truth is almost as bad as those who know the truth but refuse to obey the truth. Those who know and understand the truth but refuse to obey. They've been told over and over and over again, are very, very acquainted with the truth. And they're so sad about it. Because they know they leave here sad. They leave here maybe even depressed. Because they know the truth. And refuse to obey it. They know the outcome too. They're very familiar with the outcome. Like King Agrippa in Acts chapter 26, verse 28, he told Paul, you almost persuade me to become a Christian. And sadly, the king declines. Some of you have an attitude like Agrippa. 
You refuse to obey. You refuse the truth. You decline it. You will burn in hell knowing that you could have done something. You will burn in hell if you don't make it right. If you don't obey. Some who are told the truth, they act with anger and hate. I was told by a woman this past summer, she was very angry with me. She said, I'm going to believe what I believe and you had better not tell me what to believe. I believe the Bible says this and don't come at me with your narrow point of view. Very angry with me. Talk with me just like that. I basically just said hi. But I've had the same effect on others. Maybe so have you. And I want to say and have said before what Paul says here in Galatians. Have I become your enemy because I tell you the truth? Have I become your enemy because I tell you the truth? Are you mad at me because I'm sitting up here telling you what the Bible says? Are you? Are you sitting up here mad at me? Sitting down there mad at me because I'm standing up here telling you what the Bible says. God's truth will not be changed for you or for me or for our loved ones. John 12, 48, He who rejects me, Jesus said, and does not receive my words, has that which judges him. The word that I have spoken will judge him in the last day. Jesus said in John chapter 14, verse 21, If you love me, you'll obey me. You'll do what I said. I've always thought the opposite of love was not hate, but indifference. Many are indifferent toward the word. That's the attitude they have toward the truth. Worldliness. It's, we're going to be talking about worldliness tonight. Worldliness runs their life and the, and the truth is ignored. Like the foolish builder in Matthew chapter 7 whose house was washed away because the foundation was saying they heard the sayings, verse 27, but they did not do them. The indifferent toward the truth are like the two sons in Jesus' parable in Matthew 21, verse 28, who were told to go into the field and work, and one said he would and didn't, one said he, he wouldn't and did. One ignored, one obeyed. Which one are you? One ignored, one obeyed. I'm asking you, are you the one that's going to have the attitude of, of, of ignoring the truth today, or are you going to obey the truth today? What's your attitude? Toward the truth. 
Quoting the Psalms and, and the prophets, Jesus says in Matthew 13, verse 15, the hearts of this people have grown dull, Jesus said. Does, does, does nothing reach your heart anymore? You've been indifferent for so long. I'm not just talking to the lost. I'm talking to those who, who, who are sitting there who are saved. Quote, end quote. You've been dull for so long. Their ears, Jesus said in Matthew 13, their ears are hard of hearing and their eyes have closed. What he's saying is you once could hear, you once could see what happened. Now they're closed. Lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears, lest they should understand with their hearts and turn so that I should heal them. God's truth will not be changed for you or for me or for our loved ones. Jesus said, John 14, verse 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the way, Jesus said. No one comes to the Father but through me, Jesus said. Many times, sadly enough, in and out of the church, we run into those whose attitude is to oppose the truth. In Acts chapter 4, verse 13, the, the, the truth could not be denied. The, the man had been healed. The man who had, who had been lame since, since he was well before he was born. Not just since he was born. It says he was in his, he, and he was in his mother's womb. Acts chapter 3, verse 2. And the Sanhedrin, they couldn't deny the miracle. So what did they do? In verse 18, they commanded the apostles not to teach in the name of Jesus anymore. They knew the truth and it scared them. Does it scare you today? To the point that you would just oppose it? The truth scared them and they were fearful of the changes. In and out of the church today are those who oppose the truth because they dwell on what mama said, they dwell on what daddy said, they dwell on what some preacher said, and they don't dwell on what the Bible says. God's truth will not change for you or for me or for our loved ones. John chapter 10 verse 14, I am the good shepherd and I know my sheep, Jesus said. I know mine. Are you one of his? What's your attitude? Let me tell you the truth. Let me tell you the truth in God's Word and see what your attitude is toward it. Let me rip the band-aid off quickly and get to the hard truth first. Giving. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 6 through 8. He who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. So let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or out of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. Is this truth okay with you? Are you okay with this? Or have you delayed obeying this truth today? Have you sadly declined when the plate was passed around? What's your attitude? Indifference? Are you opposed to me even bringing up the subject of money? There he goes again, bringing that money subject up again. Does it make you mad? What's your attitude toward this truth today? How about faithfulness? Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. What's your attitude 
are you mad that I brought this up? You don't care. You don't care. Doesn't matter. Who cares? Doesn't matter. Are you are you gladly hearing this and willing to do whatever it takes? Maybe that's your attitude. Maybe maybe I've got you wrong. Maybe your attitude is you you gladly hear this and you're willing to obey. It's one of the attitudes you could have. How about acting godly? James chapter 4, verse 4, James says, Friendship with the world is enmity, or it's a block between you and God. Dirty pictures, dirty movies, songs, dirty songs. There's so many dirty songs out there today. I know each generation rails against the, the younger generation songs, but boy, I tell you, there's some songs that you, I couldn't play in front of my mama. I wouldn't dare do it. Dirty songs. You know, the devil plays a mean guitar. He plays a great guitar. The devil has the best beat. They'll block your relationship with God. Your ungodly lewd dress. Lascivious dancing. Drunken parties, outrageous talk, drug use. There's nothing godly about them. Nothing godly at all about those things. You're of the world and it's putting a block. It's putting an enmity between you and God. What's your attitude toward me saying this truth to you today? Are you mad? Will you continue to oppose the truth or will you just not do anything about it today? Just put it behind you. Don't forget about it. Don't look at it. It'll go away as soon as I get those doors. What's your attitude about worship? God, John chapter 4, verse 23, is seeking worshipers who worship Him in spirit and in truth. But there are more in this audience today who've been focused on what the babies have been doing what the children have been coloring than worshiping God. There's, there's some of you that won't even sing. You won't even open your mouth and sing praises to God. I've told you the truth. God's looking for people to worship Him in spirit and in truth. And if you're not worshiping Him, well, what are you doing here? Does that make you mad? Does that frustrate you? Do you just not want to hear it? La, 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 la. Huh? Hurt your feelings? Did I hurt your feelings? What's your attitude toward the truth today? I lost some of you way back there, didn't I? Or do you gladly accept the solemn Reverence of the moment. The sweet hour of prayer, sweet hour of prayer is yours and you, you hold to it with, with such conviction and such firmness and you long to be here. Is that your attitude? It's sweet. It's heavenly. It's godly. And you want it. What's your attitude toward baptism? 
Mark 16, 16. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. He who does not believe will be condemned. Now, I remember the story we were talking about, Brother Keeble, this morning. I remember the story about Marshall Keeble when a woman told Brother Keeble that baptism wasn't in her Bible. And he asked to see her Bible to show her that it was. And she had had every reference to baptism cut out with scissors. No, it wasn't in her Bible. If you say you don't have to be baptized to be saved, you oppose the truth. Because here it is. I didn't make this up. Have I become your enemy because I tell you the truth? If you ignore or sadly decline to be baptized and become a Christian, you're no worse off than any of the rest who have delayed for so long because you see, you're all lost. But you don't have to be because, like it says, he who believes and is baptized will be saved. You don't have to be lost. You don't have to be lost anymore. What's your attitude about the church? What's your attitude about the church? If I make this statement, here's the statement. You ready? Get ready. Hold on. Hold on to something. There's only one church the church of Christ. Did I make you mad? Who's mad? I'm not going to ask for a show of hands. Who's mad? Who did I offend by saying that? I've had so many get mad at me and without hearing me out, seeking to understand what I'm saying, anger and hate fill some of your eyes because I tell you the truth and I've become your enemy. But hear me out. When Jesus said in Matthew chapter 16, verse 18, the screen, the, the, the verse on the screen, I will build my church, he says. Whose church did he build? His church. Okay, stay with me now. It's not a denomination. This is a description. It's his church. It's the truth. Colossians chapter 1, verse 18. Jesus is the head of the body, the church. I didn't make this up. Jesus is the head of the body, it says, the church. Would you agree with me that you've got to be in the body of Christ? Yes, Chad. Yes, I agree with you. Amen, right? I've got to be in the body of Christ. The body is the church. So you've got to be in the church of Christ. It's a description, not a denomination. Try to divide this body and it's sinful. It's sinful to divide this body. What's your attitude? God's truth will not change for you or for me or for our loved ones. Hebrews chapter 5 verse 9. Jesus became the author of salvation to all who obey Him. What's your attitude toward this statement? What's your attitude toward obedience today? Will you gladly accept that you you must obey? For, For Jesus Christ to be the author of your salvation, you must obey Him. Or do you stand opposed? Or have you already ignored me? Or are you angry at me? 
because of something I've already said? Or will you sadly decline? Please don't delay. God's truth will not change for you or for me or for our loved ones. Gladly accept right now.